so much is happening. Seth Meyer is dancing all over the truth, which means it's time for the show that proves fighting way easier from outside. Gage, it's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, a rare joke dehydration night for you. Are you are you well lubricated? Have you been taking IVs? What's your strategy for Golden Globe night here at Verbal Tap? Well, you know, I don't tend to podcast and do award shows on the same night, but it starts here early in Los Angeles. I thought Seth Meyers was good. I thought Amy Poehler stole the show very quickly because she does that. Um, that was awesome, know, though. <laughs> was, I, oh, I oh you're apologizing that. for me? For me again? Like, that was just, it was just like, can you shame him for seven more minutes? Because I'm in. I'm in. I just, uh, you know, I had a great moment today, Kevin. I knew it would be a good day when... One of my friends, Mike Frosto, begins our training practice for wrestling. And I walk in, and I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And he looks at me, and he goes, hey, man. And I go, what? He goes, are the Golden Globes tonight? And I said, why? Yeah, they are. And he goes, oh, I, I just like watching them sometime. And I go, that never happens in jiu-jitsu. More often than not, we get people who go, ah, you know, I don't watch that stuff because I just, you know, I hate people being – Really self-congratulatory. Oh, wait, who are you winning and voting for in the Flow Grappling Awards this year? Cool. Great story, everybody. Uh, if you really want to talk about meaningless awards, boom, Flow Slam. Got him. Flow what? What awards? Flow Slam. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I know they made a video. I just don't remember the... I know Lovato said something about cool, but otherwise... Uh, couldn't register less with me. I was having a very good time with the women's authority movement that was going on in terms of like, just in general, the the Golden Globes had a good girl power theme. Absolutely, and good for that's amazing. Uh, Jiu Jitsu could use one of those, but you know, man, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, I don't want to hear about it. I don't give a fuck if you don't like award shows. You watch enough nonsense to begin. And there's going to be a lot of nonsense going on this week. There's breaking news going on right now, at least for us, Kev. What? Because what, we know that Joe Rogan is uh, going to become the second best person to ever interview John Danaher. This is real. So we're going to just have a little fun recap. Welcome to the new year. It's 2018. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You have been interviewing... John Danaher for a while, there are, say, 150,000 people that can verify that on YouTube. There's a lot of things that we've already discussed with him about, you know, his wardrobe, his strategy, his teammates, his his learning profession, that I'm excited to hear Joe Rogan expand upon, I assume, and not repeat upon, because obviously they've done their, their like, research and want to, they want to build. I loved your second best interview. Obviously, you know, this is a real great moment for Danaher. It's finally good for the number two comedy MMA podcast to reach out to him. <laughs> I just find it funny that somebody asked me, and, and this was a serious question. They said, Raf, what if Joe asks John why he wears rash guards all the time? Full well knowing that at the end of my last interview with Danaher, I put a cliffhanger that I said we would resolve in the very next interview with him. And I said the following, and this is 100% true. I said, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to like them anymore. And I don't know if them is John or if it's going to be Joe. 
we'll have to wait and see. So that's huge news for us here, uh, I guess, in our realm, because, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast is kind of a standard by which a lot of people judge. Some people get all of their information from the Joe Rogan podcast. So that'll inform some of the decisions that you get to have whenever you talk with it, people. It's or incredibly important that we announce that that is not what you should do. She no. gets your news from a lot of other places. Zach, you should be listening to cultural things. Wait, wait, don't tell me is an interesting way to propel yourself in a competitive nature. And all it takes is to drive and you're smarter. To There's- be fair, if you really are relying on Joe Rogan and that show for all of your information, all of your information. And keep in mind, this is what it is. All of your information comes from the hands of Jamie's fingertips in a Google search. So. I encourage you to always double check your facts, always double check and verify, or you know what? Don't. Kev, we can't tell people how to live their lives. If they don't want to verify in this day and age, then why? Why tell them they have to? That's a fair point. Don't even bring it up. And that's where that's where we get to Mariah Carey. What did you want to say? How did you feel about her appearance on the Golden Globes tonight? I want to tell you this right now. Mariah Carey is the currency in which America is kept afloat. There's, hold on. Here's what I know about the future. It, it's going to have talking robots and Raft defending Mariah Carey. Those are the two things I know. Go on. Uh, I don't. I don't have to defend her. I think America defends her plenty. Uh, I've never seen someone. I think Tanya Melendez had the best Mariah Carey joke that I saw. And Tanya is a dear friend of ours from Speech and Debate. But her joke was, "I love that Mariah Carey's only requirement for dresses is that they don't really fit and make wearing near impossible." And I said, "It's so that her peasants have work. It's actually." quite considerate tanya responded she's a job creator and one of those jobs is literally sucking the air out of the mermaid dresses as four people zip (laughs) which is a fair assessment if you especially saw what she was wearing tonight mariah carey's not asking to be a world savior she was a person who named a camp after her kev and i kid you not because i remember the mtv news article that they did on her about this camp mariah now kev for, I, I'm watching. I, I oh, guess I, did, I didn't know it already existed. I'm I'm definitely not checking Hulu right now for Camp Mariah. <laughs> I want to tell you this right now, though. Camp Mariah, for all of its flaws, is exactly what you would 100% expect from Mariah Carey. Would you have expected her to come up with any other charitable name? I would have expected her to come up with... My sweat, Mariah, which <laughs> is like, yeah, oh, her name's in it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I love this. I like Camp Mariah. I like uh, Three Billboards, Mariah, for using. The Could same. you ever really think about it in this term, though? The shape yeah. of Mariah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> talking about titles. an actual charitable organization. Like, imagine you and I coming up with a name and being like, should we call it the Verbal Tap Gives Back or the Verbal Tap Foundation? And be like, no, the Raff and Kev. Uh, foundation for indulgence we just want to bring more attention to indulgence people so uh, i think the best way to really show people indulgence is to put our names on it couldn't couldn't agree more and we'll advocate much more egregious measures as we proceed forward 
Mackenzie Dern signs with mm. the UFC. Raph, I'm going to tell you early. Mm. I, I, okay, I'm nervous about her making weight. I'm just, I'm just going to okay. like, are we okay? Should I be nervous? Should I not? Should I be okay with it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. By the way, that's the that's it's like. Okay, hold on. You just sent me a New York t- time out on the Mackenzie turn and Camp Mariah in tune with career <laughs> skills. No, did you send me a New York Times article that was written about, about Camp, Mariah. Camp Mariah? But I need you to yell the year in which this article was written. <laughs> 1999, August 15th. A mere two days and ten years before my niece would be born. <laughs> so I'm going to read the first line. Kevin's going to read the second line. The first line <laughs> reads, Who are we? Came the question from the front of the dining hall. Camp Mariah came the enthusiastic response from 200 children and their counselors. Who are we? Came the question again. Camariah came the well-rehearsed response even louder than before. <laughs> I mean, that's what you need to know. Uh, the next part of the article goes on to say, careful not to neglect anyone. Ms. Carey sitting at each of the 25 tables in the dining hall. God bless her. Jesus. That is, that's dedication. I would like to tell you guys, Mariah Carey is a sweetheart. And the fact that we applaud her for doing the most mundane of things is amazing. One of our biggest uh, memes of the year so far has been Mariah Carey. So, again, the currency in which America is afloat. (laughs) I want to tell you guys a few things. Mackenzie Dirt, I am very happy for her. It is great for jiu-jitsu. It is great for grappling. Yes, there are concerns if she'll make weight. But you know what? Is that any different than Johnny Hendricks? It's a little different than Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. I would like you to explain how. She's at the beginning of her career, which does not involve barely beating GSP. He's at the end of his career, and she's from a whole different region. She's not from the Midwest. She's from the Southwest. They should know better dietary. Okay, wise. now you're literally just making up shit. I want to bring right. up a few That things. second part was a real... Her voice grass is she's been from Brazil for years. I want to tell you guys this. The thing about Mackenzie Dern is, unlike Johnny Hendricks, she told us early she struggles to make weight. And by tell us, I mean she got on a scale a couple times and it didn't quite work out for her. So, whatever. She's a massive star in the world of jiu-jitsu. And while I would love to keep her here, I do want her to make some money. Now, she's also uh, – every time I've uh, run into her or, or talked to her or interviewed her, she's been nothing but very, very nice and cordial. So, yeah, I think I'd like to root for somebody like that to do well. And, again, it's not unfounded. It's not like we're hiding or protecting anything. She's missed weight. Yeah, that's a concern. I would hope in the UFC she will be able to make the weight or they get her a nutritionist or however it is because she seemed to scoff it off like it wasn't a big deal on the MMA hour. So let's hope that she contains that. We will say this, though. We are not afraid to unleash jokes if she does miss weight. So there is that. So know that for now, everybody. I think that's a fair, fair proposition to put for y'all. That we are prepared and uniquely prepared, really, Raph. Uh, 
Okay, this is confusing to me. Okay. And I'm curious if you can explain any of the finer details. And this is the Raph and I clean up what's going on in the world of MMA, UFC, and grappling right now. And grappling, by the way, would be zero. Mm. I haven't heard from anyone that does grappling. I think they're all still eating Christmas food and pretending they're working it off in the gym. You better be, by the way. There are tournaments coming up. Connor vacates the title if he doesn't fight. Is this real or is this UFC speak for we need to, the chess piece to move? Because I just read it as, oh, there's drama surrounding Connor McGregor. Do you recall last week the scenario I mapped out? No. no. I'm sure it had something to do with the pedantic, but beautifully articulated point <laughs> it worries me that you can't remember things from a week ago kev i'm me, being very me honest too right raf i mean i'm not i'm not not worried about it i'm okay. deep in the worried locker but wow. there's nothing i can do about it currently. i mean really that's fair i mean you could smoke more weed i'm not saying it's going to jog your memory anymore but you might as well just go like full bliss into it Just really embrace it, Kev, and, and don't even don't even try to remember things anymore. If people don't have to fact check, why do you have to remember? Because all you're trying to remember are facts. So get rid of that shit and just enjoy the now, Kevin. I, I won't disagree with you. And there was a part of me that as I left the last job, my, my last day job, I was like, I don't have to control save any more information. What a liberating feeling. I'm worried I might have erased too much. I'm worried I might have also like dipped into the verbal tap file. But we'll worry about that 2018's problem. Absolutely. 2018, new year, new meme. Now, (laughs) I mean, everything's new to you now, Kev, if you're really thinking about it that way. Fight or vacate? Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah. The UFC is done with Conor McGregor. Okay, so here's the scenario. As you'll recall last week, for those of you who have a memory, uh, which I don't know is a ton of you, but last week on the show, I mapped out a scenario where I said after that fight with Khabib, Dana White was probably looking at mashing up Khabib with Tony because he wants to protect Connor. Now, I said it as a joke, but I really do believe that they want to build up this fight to be the next big event that we get behind. And I feel that Dana White doesn't want to squander that or sees the possibility of doing two separate fights, just not as big of a build at the moment. Well, lo and behold, what is the UFC working on right now? (laughs) They're definitely starting to talk with Khabib and Tony to see if that will happen. Because while most of you, and I I guess myself as well, wonder why not just unify the title, the interim title that Tony holds, and the main one that Connor holds, make that a thing, that's not necessarily the way the fights go. And meanwhile, if you're Khabib and you're sitting over on the side being like, yo, 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 I got the keys to Russia, the UFC's like, that's fine and all, but we're going to do what we want to do. And the new plan now seems to be that if Connor doesn't fight by March, which is now a deadline, they're going to take the title away from him. Now, I think in their minds, they figure they can really take control of the situation and now have Connor feel like they're pushing him into a corner. But I ask you this scenario, though, Kev, what do you foresee as the real result if they stripped Connor of not one, but two titles and the public perception, specifically the Connor McGregor fans public perception of what the UFC did to their favorite star? 
it's the best to me. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> like, I'm really hoping for a uh, would it be Rocky Four type scenario? I guess that's what I'm really ultimately like rooting for. They're like, fuck Conor McGregor. The guy can't hack it. He can't hack it, Raph. That I I hope specifically their T-shirt says he can't hack it. And then we get a comeback story. That's just where I'm at. I'm thinking about Hollywood. I'm thinking about Twitter. I'm thinking about this age of YouTubes. And I'm thinking about what's the best long-term goal. And that seems to be all Connor gives a shit about. He's like, fuck being the best athlete right now. It's about making that money. What's the best money? Being a washed-up star that makes it back. Now, there's a real downside to that. You might not be coming back. But whatever. For every uh, Jeff George, there's a Peyton Manning. Roll the dice. But let's discuss this, though. Do you really think the Conor McGregor fans, who are always of sound mind and body... Extremely sound mind and body. ...aren't going to take that as an opportunity to say, he never lost the title. He never lost the title. He is the greatest because he didn't have to defend his title because the UFC took it away from them. So now we will see Conor McGregor fight for the title, much like John Jones... That he never lost. Do you not see that logic happening somewhere? Hold on. You don't get to just mention John Jones without mm. there being a dick pill scandal involving mm-hmm. Conor McGregor. And you and I both know there isn't. So, To be fair, Conor McGregor did tweet or put up a photo of the massive boner <laughs> that he had, <laughs> which seemed to confirm that, yes... He did have a boner at the weigh-ins for him versus Mayweather. That seems like old news. That seems like forever ago. It's, but yes, that did get put back on like a throwback it's Thursday not or something. Wildly fake news, but but Kev, here's the thing. The, I think everybody wins because it shows that the UFC has some respect for their titles. And in case you can't tell, I'm making air quotes here because a lot of people seem to say on this particular. Uh, proposal well good for the ufc it's time that they did something about that situation because conor mcgregor broke a new record this week kev do you know what that record was what oh it's a good one it's a real good one conor mcgregor broke a new record okay for most days consecutively of holding the title and not defending it really Yes. See, that surprises me. I would have thought Aldo, GSP, really? Okay. Well, that actually puts it into some perspective because maybe it had been quicker in my mind. (laughs) Interesting. The MMA Bulletin. This was on January 5th. Even Rousey? Wow. You know what Uh, I was thinking about as we watched the, like, I I did watch the five rounds of Home Cyborg as they beat each other up. I was like, you know who never went that deep? Rousey. Rousey was like, someone's winning this fight. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> happening. So it's like, I, I think time's going to be kind to who's the best female fighter. It's like, I think it's still Ronda Rousey. Um, I mean, hard to say, Kev. But here we have, fun fact, January 5th. Today, Conor McGregor breaks the record for longest period spent without defending a title in UFC history Crazy. with 419 days and counting while not even having had a title defense booked he officially passes frank mir mir of course had to get into a motorcycle accident break his femur and tear every ligament in his knee to make that record happen mcgregor 
And I feel like they wanted to put the word however, but they didn't. Uh, McGregor, however, sits on the sidelines uninjured and more than capable of defending, quote, his, unquote, title. Which is a really bitchy way to write a caption if I'm really, like, giving you uh, my honest and unbiased opinion here. Uh, Not that they're necessarily wrong, but, like, you know, I don't start a podcast saying Kevin's putting in work for this podcast and, like, do it in air quotes. I think that's mean. I think that's rude. So, yeah, I'm just saying. I don't like the way you said that at all. It was a hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetical is how it felt to me in the audience. Leave a rating five stars if you felt like it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) You watched Wrestle Kingdom slash what you called like the Risen. Okay. So the Risen debacle that I was watching uh, last week. Uh, And those of you really paying attention, you'll understand that I am – intermixing my pronunciation of risen and risen because fuck you so this week wrestle kingdom went on at about the same time and it was also uh, taking place from japan and it's all pro wrestling of course but they had some big stars they had uh, the young bucks they had zach saber jr who has a very mma style uh but the biggest crown jewel of them all kev was they had Chris Jericho. Now, Chris Jericho was under contract with WWE, but has been doing a great run where he'll come in for a little while, he'll go tour with his band, he'll come back to the WWE, and normally when people part-time, they don't come back as often as he does. But Chris Jericho's whole reason of really coming back, not to show us he's the best in the world, because he kind of is, and he's up there. like He's like 46, 47, he's doing fucking like somersaults in the air. It's impressive for a number of reasons but he's putting over new talent so what he's doing is he's giving these individuals who are the next generation matches with him so they can use his name and uh really gain something for themselves it's amazing and most of the times you see people come back they're not at his caliber you know once you get into your 40s it's kind of iffy dude especially if you're doing pro wrestling and trying to do uh these high priced or these high uh uh, high risk maneuvers rather than anything. So it's really fascinating to watch. But Kev, the reason I bring it up is because unlike Ryzen, I was having a blast, dude. Ryzen felt like a this homework assignment. Good. This was good. This was remarkable. Uh, <sighs> this was like pure cotton candy. It was like just joyful bliss of pro wrestling that wasn't overbooked. All of the performers were on. If they pulled some stunts, they made sure that they were uh, fun and they had a good sense of humor about it, Kev. It was everything I wished Ryzen would have been this past time. And yet part of me wondered uh, legitimately at about 4 a.m. in the morning as I was watching this. Would the Gabby Garcia debacle where they – brought her into the ring and made fun of her have been better in Ryzen and would it have dragged down the event? And I'm not so sure. I actually think they would have made it pretty entertaining. So Kev, I say to you, my friend, uh, Ryzen zero new Japan pro wrestling one. Well, we'll all put that in the index. <laughs> so, Get off uh, me. I'll I, let you know. Many of our fans <laughs> were messaging me and saying, Raph, 
are you watching that right now? And I said, yes, you're damn right I am. Many of them of were the soldiers who stayed up and were watching the Ryzen. Like, these are the dedicated individuals who stay up, unlike Kevin, who puts in, quote-unquote, work into this podcast. Quote-unquote. Now you're Call. quoting, unquoting your nemesis. I'm not even going to unquote that bullshit. You and your calisthenics, Raph. John Jones, it breaks this week, may have unintentionally used steroids or unintentionally used boner pills. It's so hard to track with the amount of excuses that we've gotten so far. Do you think he's good then? He's like, no steroids? How do I get out of more shit in my life (laughs) by unintentionally doing things? Because I wish... There were scenarios where not once where it's like, we're going to make you lose your job. And I go, but I unintentionally did it. And they that go, was an no unintentional right. DUI. Oops. What are you about? Then you do it. it again. And they go, oh, did you unintentional again? Yeah, I did. Yep. Dubs, Oops. Dubs unintentional. And the entire premise of this whole thing is that they have the golden snitch. Go on the Joe Rogan podcast, which again, um, you know, is the second best jujitsu and MMA comedy podcast. I, I mean, that is we've out heard there. of it. We've, uh, we've yeah, obviously sure. heard of it. We're familiar it exists. Now, when the Golden Snitch went on there, uh, John was discussing the points in which uh, Jones himself uh, may have unintentionally done it. Lawyers are talking with each other. Doesn't mean he's innocent. Doesn't mean. Anything has really drastically changed. It just means that they're trying to work for a very prompt return to the UFC. There are some unsubstantiated um, reports that say Jones is actually back training right now. If that were to be the case, and I'm not saying it is, it would look very well for a return for him very shortly. So we get into a few questions here, Kev. Do you believe, even if you did it unintentionally, that you should get a slap on the wrist for the second time you've done it yep i don't know i honestly don't i I have no idea what their rules are with steroids at this point like it feels undefined at best ill-conceived at worst do it let him let him uh suspend him two years give him the nick the nick and nate treatment and let's roll to the next would you like to okay so we we do have to bring this up because uh while the snitch was on the Joe Rogan podcast, there was some interesting information that did get brought up that I think I would like to bring to your attention. Um, but I think it also might kind of tie in to uh, another article we've got. Um, I'll preface it first, and then I think we're going to do what we're going to do with it. But uh, it's alleged that when uh, Diaz, I believe this was Nate in this nature, uh, when Nate, if you'll recall, was using CBD yeah. after – uh, I think it's Conor McGregor fight. Yeah. It turns out the Golden Snitch said that they changed the rule, at least for the Athletic State Commission and the whole drug use appropriateness after Diaz did it because they found the medical benefits of actually, you know, like, oh, yeah, that does actually help the athletes. Damn right. Well, and Raph, we've only further... Added fuel to the who gives a shit Jones camp. It's like, we'll see. I mean, let us know what we're supposed to believe. Like, I hate all the disinformation layered with other information. Like, just tell us what's important. Why why are you telling us that might not? It doesn't matter. We need to talk to Nick Diaz. 
Okay, but keep in mind that last article, or at least reference, was about Nate Diaz, right? Yeah, uh, his CBD. This is a different article. I'm clipping okay. to the next storyline. Okay. And I need to put you on mute, and I need to talk okay. to Nick Diaz. And here's why, Raph. And you can let me know, and you can acquiesce or not with your mute button. He says he was drugged by GSP. And I'd kind of like to talk to Nick this week, see sure. how the article goes, and then talk to GSP next week if you're... That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, so MMA fans, Nick Diaz, this is real, alleges he was poisoned by GSP. Here to comment, notorious weed fiend and really avid cardio fanatic, triathlons, jiu-jitsu, the whole nine, Nick Diaz. Nick drugged by gsp hey um sorry this is nate um no, nick I, can't come to the the podcast right now he's kind of busy I, um but like i i can answer a question for you before i can see if he's like not busy right now Dot. um okay do you think john jones uses steroids yeah probably do all these motherfuckers are on steroids you know okay including you not, uh, I'm not on steroids. I mean, fuck, dude. You see how fucking skinny I look half the time? Like, I look at myself and I'm like, dog, you should be on steroids, but I'm not. Okay. So can we talk to Nick? Um, hold on. Let me let me see if he's around. Hey. Hey, those, like, two fucking, like, fucks are, like, they want to know, they want to talk. Okay, can you come on and talk now? fucks is a massive upgrade title no you don't want to talk to him well i don't want to fucking talk to him either well, okay just tell us was he drugged by gsp what kind of drugs what what, oh, what shit, happened uh, you got some drugs right now shit like what you got shit no i'm asking you know what maybe this was a bad idea oh hold on, hold on i'm here hold on i'm here um, hey nick, listen, nick. You, hey what's up man how you doing you were drugged by gsp yeah dog I, like I, it's weird because I was like, I was fighting him, right? And I was fighting George. And, and he, like, fucking put some shit in on my fucking, like, um, on my, like, workout stuff. And I was like, what? Shit. Like, how do you do that, you know? Are you serious? What kind of stuff? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I think he put, like, some maple syrup into, my, like, my gloves or something. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what those, like, Canadians do. I think he's, like, a prick or something. Well, not just a sugar substitute, though. Like, probably, like, something to do with. Say ketamine. I'm just throwing out ideas. If it were Dog, let me tell you something. Uh, like me and my brother, like love ketamine. No drugs like even really affect us, dog. So like, you can put anything in there, and like it wouldn't affect us. But like, I think he was trying to like poison us. Don't you think he was trying to poison us? Yeah, he's definitely trying to fucking. It'd be play pretty on. amazing to see you two in the K hole, though. You have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> Call, call it the Diaz hole. Well, in any event, it sounds like we're not going to get to the bottom of this. He's really fucking smart. You know what I'm saying? Like he thinks he's like fucking like really fucking funny. I know, dog. That's why I fucking go on that show because like I always look like a fucking beast because I get yes. on there. And I'm like, hey, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys crush it. Well, verbal tap fans, the Diaz brothers. Fuck yeah! Uh, I just want to say, uh, y'all motherfuckers are on steroids. Wait. You're on steroids. This podcast, I know, is on steroids. Some of us. Don't you like feel it's kind of amazing that like we have like almost the exact same voice, but like you talk like you know I, I talk like this. 
yeah, and I talk like this, dog. It's like way different, it but is. it's like we're the same. Like it's almost like we're brothers or related or something. <laughs> That's some fucking shit, son. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, later losers, we're gonna get out of here. And uh, hey, uh, Nate, are, are you Nate? I don't remember who's who. I'm yeah, dog. You wanna uh, you wanna go get like you wanna smoke out right now? Yeah, dog. We don't got no fights to do. You two are using the same mic. I don't understand what you're speaking. <laughs> okay. Hey, don't fucking ruin this shit for us, all right? And the Diaz brothers, verbal tap fans. I'm gonna, uh, you know what? I will click Raph back in just to say you were right. I didn't get what I wanted from the Diaz brothers. That was my <laughs> bad. I said before, and I was like, I think this time is going to be different because neither of them are fought. They're super focused. We should bring them on. Raph was like, I don't think it's going to go well. You were I'd right. like to bring up a thing, and I didn't know this would be a result of it. <laughs> hmm. When they come on, for whatever reason, there's like a lot of smoke in here, so I'm I'm inhaling a lot of it. It does, and I'm not well. used to that, Kevin. Like I know you try to get me prepared for this sort of thing, but I just I'm not. Well, there's only so much preparation I can do. <coughs> wow! Uh, everybody needs to take deep breaths. Look, Raph, it's 2018. We've buzzed through the topics. You've sent me a what are your jujitsu New Year's resolutions? Best answers we'll get right on air. Yes. I don't want to read any of Keith Gregorian's. Uh, I, I do. I do. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Well, I'll I'll start with footlock fires. Crush guards collect souls. Love that. That was like I was like beautiful. Yeah. So let me let me read what Keith was putting here and I'll I'll do the interplay. Um, and because I have the ability to, uh, speak, uh, like Keith at times, or at least channel him, sure. I'll also read his responses in Keith Krikorian voice. Yeah. I'm back uh, up at the top too. I've scrolled up. Keith says, Hey, my goal is to start a jujitsu based comedy podcast with a friend who lives in a different state. Oh, Adorable, you right? know what? Really? I see it now. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I responded and said, uh, not like fire had our back, by the way, savage. <laughs> no, he actually had Keith's back on that well, one. Somebody's back. I mean, I don't know. It's unclear. But I responded, uh, not worried. Like you and a gi, you pose zero threat. Oh, look at you. Yeah. He's only 50% of martial artists when you don't train in dodge I mean, gi. You know what I'm correct. saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Keith says, I've been quietly training in a gi for years. So one day I can be like, hey, Mr. Esparza, uh, wanna, and he didn't spell wanna. <laughs> I want to roll gi, and then boom, <laughs> collar choke, and then like a devil kind of like emoji. Yeah, I see it. And then I told him, I was like, you do remember I'm better in the gi, correct? And just like how a nine-year-old is better at playing Pokemon than I am, but only because I don't play Pokemon anymore, which we know is a goddamn lie. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you play Pokemon. I told him, all I read there is that you're jealous of a nine-year-old, probably because you're mentally 10. And he said, 11. And yes, I was pissed that Aiden beat me, but that's beside the point. And I concluded, and he always will. Take that, Keith Gorin. All right, but we've got real resolutions here. So Mike we wanted Malenick to said to go to class, which I the, like. Good one, a very solid one. Um, but a lot of these, like they're great. Let's let's get a few more of these. Okay, uh, KM Perkins, aka Kiyoshi, says to train with Professor Rafael Lovato Jr. Amazing, I know, I was like badass. Uh, Barambolo Joe, stop farting when neon bellied. You know we should all be so lucky, but life isn't about choices sometimes. I'm just gonna <laughs> say that. Megan Parshuto said for Rafa Sparza to talk about me on air. Not happening. Next, who? 
Yeah, exactly. Megan Parchuto? Mm, no, Parducho. I don't know. Heather Rev, don't die. I figured that's what resolution I could probably keep. Yeah, not if you're a jiu-jitsu fan, though. I'm, and if I can, I'm a pretty hopeless case. Look, Heather, we all struggle to stay alive in jiu-jitsu <laughs> classes or MMA. So, or just everyday life, but I hope you have the best in 2018. Let's see here. We continue on down the line. Our good pal Jorge Castaneda says, we were just talking about this today with my professor. One of my New Year's resolutions is to tap him. It's not going to happen. I've gotten close, but not yet. It's not going to happen, Jorge. At least you think that you've gotten close. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BRDC Scradden, continue teaching others as well as staying injury free. Oh, God bless the second mm. part, right? That's all. Black House Miami Beach, win more comps. Amen. Oh, shit, XT, compete more, similar to up above, as to get over those pesky jitters and try to be a grappler that my other teammates can look up to. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Mm. On and off the map, by the way. Oh, XT, their priorities are right. Very much so, and they come from that great Mike Padilla line out in the Philly. Andrew Shaw, coming in from Australia, says, get a win and a comp, maybe a stripe on my belt, and improve my top game. Now, here's what I like about Andrew. Uh, we did some interviews for the next USSGL tournament, which, by the way, is Sunday, February 18th, out here in beautiful Southern California in Orange County. Ooh. If you guys use the promo code verbal tap, you get $10 off. The registration starts at $65. But with that promo code, it's $55. So sign up at USSGL.com. Anyway, uh, we did some interviews with grapplers because we want to get to know your guys' stories. And Andrew Andrew told a beautiful story about the fact that he loves jiu-jitsu because when he first started competing, he just loved the rush of it. It brought him back to his days when he used to play basketball. And he concluded by saying, you know, I haven't won a competition yet. I haven't won a match, but I love it. And that's why you're our people, Andrew, because we don't win much either. But you know what? We love it. And we love you for giving that response. Thank you for sharing. And if you guys are looking to share those, hit me up because we're looking to do a lot of those. And we got a lot of really cool people. Don't want to name drop Barrett Yoshida. Don't want to name drop Nathan Orchard. Don't want to name drop the Freak Brothers. So look out for those to be coming out very soon. Uh, JJ Becerra87 says to pass on as much knowledge as possible and continue learning. Oh, and meeting Henzo and Danaher. I'll take both of those last two. Anger Management 84 to get my ass back to L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club, which should be everybody's goal. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Should be. Uh, A. Duarte, JJ. This one was interesting, dude. I like the bold proclamation here. It says to take the top purple belt spot away from the Brazilians in the IBJJF rankings. Breathe. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Clean 99 wants to get... Fit and healthy for BJJ 2018. You and me both, brother. Let's all get our lives there. I'm not going to read Keith's. Yeah, we did that. We already did Footlock Fires. <laughs> uh, Z Sanger says, learn jujitsu. You and me both. Dems BJJ says, pull a Gordon Ryan and suck. I mean, sub my way to the top. I like from Fat Boy to DC starting next month, rehabbing my shoulder, compete once a month, and earn my brown. That. And that's Mike Bailey, who also shared one of his stories with us. And it's amazing. In. I like it. Absolutely. Uh, Ruben Avalia, Ruben. friend of the podcast, so says simply to enjoy every moment of the training I get to do. 
Hey, some of us. Spread the true master tech self-defense curriculum. Morgan Smith throws a little plug in there. And I got to say this because I do love this because Morgan, uh, former, uh, I don't want to say foe because he was never really a foe. Him and Joey never talked shit to each other, though I tried to get them to. Uh, He was uh, Joey's uh, fight to win opponent who I saw yesterday at Gracie Nationals and couldn't have been nicer to me, but was just like, hey, Raph, what's going on? And like I had a moment where I was like, wait, am I supposed to still hate you? Oh, no, the match happened. We're good. Good to see you, Morgan. Uh, Ahmed Shahir, 2001, which, by the way, I think we're past 2001. But it says, get out of coaches, and I think that means coaches, side control. It's not going to happen. Once again. Justin, the normal guy, tap my professor at least once and win worlds in the girl at Blue Belt. Just another I normal just, guy. It's not going to happen again. You're not going to tap your professor. Yeah, I, don't, like, like, I, I don't know. Don't, how many, why is that everybody's goal? Professors. Uh, Nabra says, uh, learn Craig Jones's leg lock entries. Not oh, happening cool. either. Cool. I like that, though. Compete at, uh, from Sammy Beerland. Compete at least once this year. Love it. Once is good. Pretty easy goal. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, my evil twin did it, which is a great screen name, by the way. I'd like to hit a go-go plata on my mate who is obsessed with go-going me. Now, I know we don't say go-going enough, no, we but maybe we need to. Yeah. From Ricardo Goes Duns, go to class more than twice a week. That's a nice, that's a good RAF goal. Do a RAF amount, which is like, I don't know, four times a day. Not catch ringworm, which made me miss a month. Sure. You, wanna, you do want to avoid ringworm. <laughs> RAF, I want to be... Super clear with my instructors. My goal is not to tap them out. I just want to be. Um, you know, I, I understand my pecking Extra order. Clear. I understand where I'm at. Uh, speaking of which, well, uh, my instructor, uh, he hooked me up with an answer on on mine. And that always makes me a little nervous because when your instructor pays attention to you enough to actually, like, comment on your, you know, themed materials, you start to wonder, like, please don't have one for me. Please don't have one for me. Uh, but Marcelo had one and I like the fact that Marcelo is always perfectly Marcelo, but his response was, I believe to go ahead and check out and make sure that his hip is going to be okay. Uh, he had hip surgery a while back and he's looking to get back into the competition scene. So I like that he adds it with like a little bit of a LOL on his, he says, see how flexible my new hip is. Ouch. Laugh cry emojis. Eric Medina, right above him, another Jean Jacques Machatomy individual, says, Hit a leg bar. Just hit it. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> no other specifics given. It was a nice. Yeah. I like that because there's, I mean, Kev, some of these are so fucking funny. I love, how, again, seeing how many people want to fucking submit their professors. But I like the people who use very simple versions of this. Uh, Jigoku Joe says, to use my powers only for good. I think it's a, a quick heart. Uh, our friend Vernon Kirk had one. Do you see this? I'm, I'm still pulling it up. Go. Okay. Vernon Kirk says he has a six-point plan, which I didn't know we were – Getting six point. It says lift two times a week, run once, yoga once, brown belt masters world title, major super fight win, fight to win or similar, major nogi title, nogi pans or worlds, win at least one judo and one wrestling title, and down another weight class. Those are great. Yeah, he's gonna be busy. Uh, Brad Niermore wants to get more versatile and confident playing guard. 
train takedowns a lot. Compete in six tournaments. I like that. Those are those are three nice ones too. Those are three strong ones. I mean, Kev, you gotta you gotta know it's totally against our wishes though. We try to be not versatile here on the show. Yeah, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to read this one because this one got under my skin. Cousin Marty, friend of the show, former guest, says maintain jujitsu dominance over my cousins. And I posted back to him and said, you'd have to have done it before in order to maintain it, kid. Is this uh, potentially personal? Mm-hmm. I just I want to let you know he's never submitted me. So there's that. Uh, uh, Joe Pilmer, I've only ever won tournaments with big guy moves. My relation to some sort of flying thing. Don't do that. D- don't do that, Joe. Don't, don't let him be flying. Boring. If you're a big guy, be a big guy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Michael Valdez says, new gym opening up to restart the kids program. Massively improve my triangles. And I like that. That's a very specific area. Win Nogi Worlds at whatever rank I'm at. And debut at Fight to Win Pro. Hey, now we're talking. Uh, Rob Rooney, to prove that Professor Janaher is actually Lex Luthor. And I like this as just a quest. I mean, I've already proven that he's a James Bond villain, so same deal. Right. Uh, this one comes from Christian Herrera that says, to get into it. I love it. Which that. I feel is, like, nondescript. I don't know that, like, to get into what? I'm with him, though. Okay. Sometimes you got to get into it, Ref. Um, Eric Medina wants to hit a leg bar. Does I said that, that one. Does that count on you, though, is my question? <sighs> That's tough. Hmm. Maybe it? it could be. Does it? Um, no. I'm okay. going to say no. I'm not that selfish to think it's about me. Okay. I think. Is it, though? Did I miss any? Where are we? Uh, I'm not sure, but <clears throat> we got a couple over here on this side. It says, uh, Armand says to further develop Eel Guard. My boy Frost, who also did a video for us for USSGL, talking about his competition experience, says to do a WWE BJJ skit with you. And I mean by me applying the camel clutch on you, break your back and make you humble. (laughs) That's not going to happen, buddy. But, I mean, everybody can dream big. Am I right? I do like that people are like now seeking out. They want to beat you. Never mind. I mean, they're trying, dude. I like all of these. Uh, we like hearing from you guys. Continue to send them to us. Uh, you know, we can even read them going on because here's the thing, Kev. Whenever we read people... a lot. We're deep into yeah. this. We've read a lot. I'm just saying. I think Kevin wanted to bring it up uh, as well much as I did. But we had discussed the idea that, yes, I have been writing more about my training. Yeah, I want to talk about half guard. Yeah. Uh, people can see this. You're writing about your training. You did some balance stuff that I thought was interesting video-wise. Tell us what the inspiration is about, what people can expect. It's pretty easy. I mean, uh, you know, I like writing about uh, my training and my struggles. My goal is always to shed some light on what it is that we do. Because, like, we get to talk about it on the show, but I don't want to always bore You've you guys You've done some things training. like this in the past, too, where you've tried to... To sort of write about the struggle because everybody, I mean, and everyone loves Keenan and Kit Dale's perspective, but they're twenty four and twenty six and ripped. Like, just, sure, if things are a little different for those guys. <laughs> I just always like, I just always like to tell people that, you know, I appreciate those athletes who put up their losses and their wins, uh, but for me, 
it's always important to show you the struggle to remind you guys that you're not alone. You know, you, when you train and it, it feels like a shit day, uh, we all go through those continuously. And so I just enjoy sharing my experiences. I don't assume all of them are exactly things that you guys go through, but recently uh, I decided to finish up a uh, wrestling challenge that our good friend Justin Raider and I had come up with where I would do his DVD for 30 days. And the first, I mean, I tried to do this before and it just didn't work. And mostly because I was just, my back was going out and uh, several external factors were, were coming into life where it was just like, oh shit, I can't do this. And uh, I always vowed I would go back to it and do it. And I happened to find a good, good instructor, uh, my buddy Elliot over at 10th Planet. Amazing, amazing guy. The way he teaches uh, wrestling, it was very, very helpful to me. And he had a lot of patience. And I went up to him and I said, hey, man, I'd like to do some privates with you. And he was like, yeah, dude, let's do it, man. And I go, well, your enthusiasm is infuriating and tiring, but maybe that's what I need. And I go, here's the thing, dude. I'm old. So wrestling isn't exactly for so you old gotta people. You got to be oldish. Yeah, well, you got to like understand. He's a baby bird of 21. So I'm like, you're going to be coming up with moves for old people. And by God, man, he's really like – I have not had my black back flare up once this entire time that we've been doing this. And uh, it's been phenomenal, dude. He's he's a great instructor, great patience. He teaches the wrestling class over at Van Nuys. Got to train with him and a bunch of other killers out there today. And I've just been writing up very honest assessments of what I'm going through. So, you know, right now it's just the 30 days of wrestling. So you'll see and hear a lot about that. I've got a lot of fun competition, not competition, but training footage with competition classes. And uh, my homies who are super good and, and some cameos I think you guys will get to see. So, cool. uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So I appreciate you guys are reading it. It's it's pronounced, obviously, to those of us in the know, whenever there's an R in jiu-jitsu, people call it, you know, half guard. Half guard. So I, I I joked with Kevin. I said if I had any significant guard <clears throat> that I could contribute to the jiu-jitsu landscape, I would call it half guard, and it would be spelled raft guard. And, uh, you know, we joked about it. And then one day I think I just said, oh, you know what, I'll buy the fucking website. So I bought it. It's an easy way to have people find it. But uh, uh, people who roll with me, have a certain guard that they say I do that is called half guard. So I've used it much like you get a, a nickname that people will kind of make fun of you for. You just kind of embrace it and then that becomes your nickname. That's what's happened there. Awesome. Well, halfguard.com raf chaossportsgear.com mm. doing great things. You gotta go check out the singlets. You gotta get over to Chaos Sports Gear. Check out their Magic the Dragon Gear. It's amazing. There's a, a tons of just you can customize your products. It's one of our absolutely. Favorites. And if you guys use the promo code Verbal Tap, you get I think it's like ten ten percent off or something like that. I don't know, dude. You just go use it. Let us know. I will tell you though, Kev. I was actually in Orange County, and uh, my good friend Rich Oriola, he has a technique of the week it's called tech savvy uh it's instagram and a facebook he's gotten people like jason yusuf keith kikorian some amazing practitioners and keith to show you moves that are uh, really really cool and easy to use and um 
he asked me to show a technique on there. So I showed a WWE BJJ move. So you will be seeing me, uh, you know, doing our normal shtick with uh, a good friend, Rich. And I think you guys will like the move. I can't promise you will. But uh, when it comes out, we'll let you guys know. Cool. And we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our friends at North South Jiu-Jitsu dot com making the hip huggers that keep the hips mobile keep you ranging hide that crack and fight that war north south jiu-jitsu.com please go check it out we're just I, I can't speak enough about the tidies they gave us raf i love them use them for everything mm. that will do it for us tonight here at our 2018 second episode we're doing a little quiet one we're just getting in here checking in letting you know what's going on updating you and moving on to a bright new golden globe style year where oprah is in charge raf i can't wait to get back i sent you a text i watched my dog watch the squirrel in the yard today who's being a real inflammatory asshole towards my dogs the squirrel is mm. and it was exactly the way i watched you and i watched the rest of the Jabera crew train can't wait to get back that's my massive shout out you guys keep training because it makes me want to get there that much more can't wait to uh, get the opportunity. So also shout out to the squirrel for providing such a helpful metaphor. Let's go with that. Raph. When you sent me that note and that photo, I happened to be with everybody who was training at the uh, wrestling practice over at Van Nuys. And everybody just goes, Oh, like hit everybody right in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, all right, let's pick the show back up because uh, whatever. Kind of, I kind of brought it down. I mean, Kevin, from being honest, I'm just saying. I mean, it's like you know, air your grievances. We're trying to, you know, but like just. Uh, all right, let me bring it back up. Hey, everybody! No better way to transition than that. <clears throat> Here's what we got to say this week. Uh, I was over at Gracie Nationals yesterday, and that was a blast. We got to see a lot of great. Uh, practitioners do their thing. So my thanks to all of them for inviting us. And uh, like I said, we recorded some new interviews that you guys will get to see of people talking about their competition experiences. I think you guys are going to love these. There's one from Nate Orchard. I know I'm cutting this up into like one minute segments, but Nate Orchard's definitely was one that at the end of it, Kevin, I never say this, but I looked at him and I was like, yo, you got me amped, dude. Let's fuck some people up right now. Let's do this. And Nate was just laughing the whole time. So um, my thanks to everybody there. Had a great time running into old friends. Uh, again, as I mentioned, ussgl.com. You guys want to sign up, use the verbal tap uh, promo code, all one word. You're going to get 10 bucks off. It's $55 to begin. We're going to have gi, no gi, kids, adults, and and cash prizes for our absolutes. So keep that in mind, you guys. We want to get you guys involved, get you guys into the competition a uh, big shout out to my band uh drew mario who you know i, I don't want to overburden this but uh drew had a, a rough week uh his someone very dear to him passed away and uh he was able to dedicate uh, a win to him and that was very nice so i got to see my man drew uh do great things in his division and i was very proud of him so Let's do that. Um, I also want to say a shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. Great training going on over there. 
Shout out to Marcelo, who wants to get back into competition. I hear other people kind of want to get back into competition too, higher up the food chain uh, from the John Jock Association. Hmm. I wish I could tell you guys more, but I mean, I just I hear other people from John Jocks. Wow, want to get Inside into scoop. competition? Inside scoop business here, Raph. I can't tell you Inside who. Inside scoop. I'm just letting you guys know I'm hearing things. So keep your uh, ears to the ground. We'll announce it when I think we can or if we can. So there's that. And then uh, shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. It looks like we're going back to our normal schedule of 8 a.m. But you guys want to keep posted on here because it looks like we're going to add a few classes or at least modulate the schedule. So uh, as soon as we know what that schedule is, I will let you guys know. And, um, you know, man, it's a, it's a good time. So I, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who sent in their notes for the new year's resolutions. You know, part of the reason why I get to do fun stuff like raft guard is because, uh, you guys are very inspirational and it always feels very inclusive to do these things. So I always feel like I can share a little bit of my training and I love hearing back from you guys and the positive feedback is always appreciated. So, uh, keep looking at raftguard.com. And, uh, you know, I'll keep writing stuff and hopefully you guys like it. Hey, there we go. Uh, Raph, it's always with a heavy heart that we say goodbye to some awesome people in the jiu-jitsu community. This case, I'm sad to learn about the passing of David the Rock Jacobs. If you've ever been around the IBJJF tournament scene, you've seen him refereeing. If you've ever been in the Northern Virginia jiu-jitsu scene, you've probably trained with him, taken a class, hung out with his team. I remember specifically, he walks exactly like another five six teammate of mine that's stout because he was just basically one giant muscle. And I thinking it was that teammate yelled like get out of the fucking road because i thought i was being cute i was screaming it at a black belt who's gonna train with me shortly after thankfully he was magnanimous and uh you know didn't even hear me <laughs> so we're good to go i like the idea that a black belt just not even paying attention produced some awesome people unbelievable guy you're gonna hear more about him in the coming days and if you see people reaching out and talking about david the rock jacobs that's why he's a great instructor he was a great man he was a real pioneer in the northern virginia usa jiu-jitsu scene and there's not a lot of people that can say that not a lot of people that are gonna get the outpouring he was he's a cool guy he was an interesting dynamic awesome guy so thoughts with his family and training teammates Raph, that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. At this time.